very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Happy Saturday to you all. We're saying hello to the latest participant in Beats Club Focus later today. But first up, we're diving into the news that rocked the golfing world earlier this week. I'm Sean Connolly, and this is Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. News of a historic golfing merger broke on Tuesday that has sent shockwaves through the sporting world. The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour and the Saudi-backed Live Golf have announced an agreement for a new collectively owned entity which sets to change the face of golf as we know it. The news has received mixed reviews from player to supporter and I'm joined by golfing analyst Ray Scott to dissect. Firstly, Ray, just how surprised are you with this announcement? Um, on a scale of one to ten, about a hundred. Mm. Um, you know, as were as you mentioned in your intro, there the players. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Absolutely nobody. Um, you know, it's probably you talk to some of the golf journalists and you look at the golf journalists. Um, you know, across particularly across the US, for a lot of them, they said this was the biggest day they've ever had in their golf careers, and there was a lot of the, a lot of them in golf a very long time. So, it really, really came out of left field. The merger is one thing, and and there's so much to dissect within it. I mean, further to news of the merger, there was confirmation that Live Golf's schedule would remain for 2023, and that players previously suspended for participation can also reapply for tour membership at the end of the season, as well as all lawsuits immediately being dropped. Now, it's obviously been met with quite a bit of anger, namely Rory McIlroy. How significant do you think that's going to be inside the dressing rooms? Um, to, to quote, I suppose, a well-oft used phrase, I think Jay Monaghan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, has lost the dressing room. And I think uh, <laughs> there was a very heated players meeting on Tuesday um, at the uh, the RBC Canadian Open, uh, which is on at the moment in Toronto. Um, and it, you know, it is um, very, very uh interesting to see the reaction of players you see the likes of you know top players um Colin Morikawa you know um you know saying funny how this is a this is supposed to be a players run organization yet we find out this news via Twitter um there's been so much there and as I said the players meeting was heated it was primarily the anger and ire directed at Jay Monaghan because of what they've done. Because it was only a few short weeks ago, a few short months ago, that he was still towing the line that, you know, Liv was the enemy, Liv was, uh, you know, wasn't sustainable. But I think the reality um, was... PGA Tour tried to try try to match uh, P- PIF. You know they they changed their events. They had the designated event schedule. They upped purses. They introduced huge incentives. Uh, they they formed that elite group that they were going to try and um, you know provide more money for them to stay in the PGA Tour. And yet they they couldn't hold a torch or a candle to to the uh, the bottomless almost resources of of the Saudi PIF. Um, I read the other day that uh, if the Saudis could continue to invest up to $55 billion a year in sport or sponsorship or whatever, mm. and 
they'd still have growth in their investments. So that gives you the scale of it. And that's it's money talks. Isn't that the bottom line in, in uh, professional sport? That's exactly it. And the sums of money, their, their telephone numbers, as we discussed previously. Sticking with Jay Monaghan, as you just did, to quote a key line from himself following the announcement, this transformational partnership recognised the immeasurable strength of the PGA Tour's history, legacy and pro-competitive model. He then went on to state that the merger will benefit holding players' commercial and charitable partners and fans. Now, in my time reporting on sport, writing about sport, I think this is about as close to a complete contradiction from any senior figure as I have ever seen. I would agree 100%. I think, uh, you know, we're not talking about a U-turn here. We're talking about, uh, you know, to use skateboarding or uh, or skiing or free, or uh, snowboarding. It kind of, it's it's not a it's not a 180, 360. I think it's a 720. He's done spins to change his, his view, you know. And, um, you know, there was a very interesting tweet from uh, a Connecticut-based uh, U.S. Senator uh, Chris Murphy who said that uh, PGA officials were in his office only a few short months ago talking about um, the human rights record of the Saudis, which should disqualify them from having any stakes in major American sport. And, uh, you know, how come that's changed so much? You know, um, you also have, you know, personally, I find this abhorrent that Jay Monaghan kind of uh, embraced the the 9-11 families and kind of used them almost as a human shield, you know, in this uh, this campaign of uh, this war of words between Live Golf and, uh, and the PGA Tour. And and then we also have the the whole kind of influence on the DP World Tour. You know, they announced a strategic alliance with the PGA Tour. They were probably they're they're actually probably one of the big winners, depending on what happens. And this is something too we have to clarify, because they announced a framework, an agreement, a framework agreement to merge in the three entities and the, all the commercial operations of the three entities into one. But there's a long way to go, and you know. There, there's a few bets being taken as to, you know, whether or not this will ever play out and will it ever, um, will it ever uh, come to fruition. You also have, you know, obviously in part of the agreements, you mentioned the, the statement from Jay Monaghan, you have the uh, agreement to end all litigation from all sides at, uh, immediately. Right. Yep. And there's a couple of things here. Apparently, millions of dollars have been spent over the last year uh by by the tours to defend these accusations these lawsuits this litigation uh the big losers are probably the law firms who thought they were on a they were on a, a winner here but i think there was also a spotlight being being um being put on the pga tours charitable status and that i think is a very very important aspect because this new entity is supposed to be a for profit technically the pga tour is a not-for-profit organization so um the Department of Justice antitrust investigations perhaps was going to look at that a little bit more closely. And I don't think uh, Jay Monaghan wanted uh, too critical a look uh, or an eye being cast over that. No, absolutely not. And there's so many things you just touched on there. And as is the case with this announcement, there is so much to speak about. You talk about the humanitarian issues. You had Terry Strada, who was the national chair of the 9-11 Families United, and he blasted him for hypocrisy and greed. Do you feel that that's going to play any sort of a significant factor in this moving forward? Well, we're also hearing that Jay Monaghan is, is the uh, anointed one for CEO of this new entity. That's so right. 
I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the bank and he's not really too concerned, you know. But if you kind of sat down and you analysed everything and you kind of put a, you know, put two columns on a sheet of paper and on one side you put winners and on the other side you put losers, you wouldn't see too many PGA people or the PGA or DP World Tour on the winner side, you know. If, for instance, if you look at it, okay, golf fans are probably the big winners if it all comes to fruition that you're going to get all the best players back playing against each other, right? That's probably it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Greg Norman is sitting out on his hammock smoking a big fat cigar because he's been saying this for 30 years that he wanted a, a, a world a world tour and maybe is this is this going to be is this going to be the the end of it all you know you'd look at the likes of Phil Mickelson Brooks Kepka DJ Cam Smith Bryson um you know all these all these senior senior players who who moved over to live they got bucket loads of money right and they also have a 25% equity in their in their teams, which was supposed to be franchised, right? So, you know, they're the big winners, but you know, there's not, uh, there's no winners really when you come to, you, you come to, um, you look at the other side or you look at the PGA Tour side, because obviously Rory McIlroy is one of the big losers in all of this because of, because of the role that he was kind of, uh, he embarked on. And I'm sure he was, he was, I won't say coerced into it, but I mean, with outside of Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy is probably the big, uh, you know, draw on the PGA Tour. So, um, you know, I'm sure he was seething um, inside when when he got the phone call and saying, "Where is this going to?" And even his press conference yesterday, he was kind of saying, "I still hate live, but I think." this could be the best for golf. And if it draws golf back together, maybe that's it. I'm not so sure in that because I think, um, you know, the chairman of the, uh, the chairman of the new company uh, is going to be uh, the, um, the chairman of uh, whatever the driving force behind live golf, uh, Yasir Al-Rumayan. So, and he's going to be the new chairman. So after all this stuff, we now have a Saudi at the head of professional golf across the world. So in conclusion, we've obviously deciphered that we now have this unfathomable situation whereby there is a Saudi at the head of the table. And essentially, Ray, they have finally managed to get the seat with the big boys and the executives in the biggest market in the world. Just how significant is this? I think it's hugely significant, Sean. It is uh, probably one of the greatest achievements because if you look at it, um, you know, uh, Yasir uh, al-Rahman is uh, very, very close with Mohammed bin Salman, who is uh, trying to... um, He's staking his reign on this Vision 2030, which is his effort to remake Saudi society and economy and growing sports and leisure. They're losing oil, so they want, uh, you know, to... Um, kind of establish Saudi Arabia as maybe a place for tourism. Um, you see what's happened in Dubai. Uh, now, now they've got a foothold. They're at the table. Every pro-am, every, every tournament, they're going to be rubbing shoulders with the top executives, the high rollers. That's what they wanted. And I think this is a, that's a significant benefit to this uh, deal. And I think we're going to see a lot more of it. You saw Donald Trump, remember, um, the USGA, the PGA, the RNA, the PGA Tour, all renounced him as a tournament host. And suddenly he has three venues on the this year's live schedule, further commitments going forward. And I wonder if that merger will. And he was the one that tweeted last year, I think, um, after Cam Smith tra- trans, um, transferred across to live after the winning the Open Championship. And he said, uh, the losers and all this are the PGA Tour players who've turned on the money because it's all going to come back. There's going to be a merger. 
how right he was. Uh, and he's probably going to be laughing as well, you know. But this is, from a business point of view, this is a very significant move. And that's about as fitting a way to end this conversation. I suppose all you and I can do between here and the next bit of information that drops is continue to refresh Twitter. As always, Ray, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Sean. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Beat Extra. Drive, passion, determination and a desire to succeed. These are but some of the traits for our next participant in Beats Club Focus. Kilkenny Storm Ice and Inline Hockey is a remarkable club in the heart of the southeast, with a core of passionate sporting members. Their vision is one of growth and a place of family where all are welcome. We hear now from a selection of some of the wonderful individuals that make this club a worthy participant. My name is Paul Cummins and I'm the head coach of the Kilkenny Storm. I coach the teams and I also coach the national teams ice and inline as well. So Kilkenny Storm was formed back in 2006 um, when the ice rink in Dundalk opened. We were already playing inline so we decided we wanted to play ice as well. Um, Since then we started our junior programme in about 2009. We have about 60 active members at the moment. Um, We train in a small but we're grateful we have a, this facility. It's, it's not ideal, but uh, it's the only facility in Kenya that allows us to play. Um, but we've grown strength to strength. Um, we compete in you know four or five different leagues in, in, in Ireland and inline. We've um, we've probably won one more more titles than any other um, club in, in Ireland. We t- this year alone we're unbeaten in under 18s and under 15s. Um, our senior team have won League One, and our under 13s have came third. So we're 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 doing really really well considering the the facts and the facilities that we have to train. It's unique because I suppose it's 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 the the land version of ice hockey. Um with the lack of ice facilities in Ireland, um this is the next best thing in line. Um it has leagues. It's um it's a very physical sport, it's fast sport, it's a hand eye stick puck. So the similarities with hurling is 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 very close. Um, we have a lot of people that play hurling and take it up and they, they love it. You know, There's two aspects to the sport that are enjoyable. There's the skating part of it, which kids enjoy. And then you add the, the actual game of hockey towards it as well. So we have kids that are like six, four to six years of age that come in and they skate around and every now and again join in on the game. But they enjoy the skating part of it, chasing each other. We play little games like tag and, and bull rush and stuff like that. So they, they adore that side of it. And then we, you know, we play hockey, like as you can see inside, we play hockey for a couple of minutes at the end. So so it's very attractive, it's a high adrenaline game, it's a high impact game, we, we wear plenty of padding and I think kids nowadays crave that kind of sport, you know. Over the years we've had kids travel for Team Ireland, um, we've we've had as far as South Korea, we've had kids go to Boston and Toronto, where our uh, four or five of our members have just come back from Bratislava that represented Ireland on the senior national team. We have six under 18 junior men's going back to Bratislava in three weeks time and they're playing with the under 18s junior men's team. Um, we, we, you know, we're a part of every national team that travels. They're all self-funded, so we, we travel a lot to compete on the world stage. We're not entitled in ice hockey. We're not entitled to compete in world championships because minimum participation stipulation is you have to have an ice rink in your country, so you should be able to host. We don't, so we we play in what's called a development cup. So we play with countries all around the world that kind of in the same boat as us. And um, we compete pretty well. We have a great junior program, both ice and inline. So when we do go to World Championships, we're ready to go whenever we do get a ring. So it's not as if we're starting from scratch. And the talent in Kilkenny is huge. Really, really what we need is is decent facilities. Not just for us, but for other high-impact sports that can't find anywhere to, to play. 
Um, we live in a multicultural society now, so I think facilities should, you know, show that and facilitate all sports as well as, you know, just the mainstream sports. Hi, I'm Deirdre Robinson. Um, my role at the club is a secretary, um, but um, I see my role more like a, the parent of um, three kids that play hockey. Uh, so I have a 11-year-old Callum Robinson, a nine-year-old Josh Robinson, and a five-year-old Dylan Robinson. Um, so my my um, role is trying to get the skates tied which is an impossible task um, and yeah just um, you know uh, loving the sport um, I was saying earlier we, we went to the playoffs last year to to watch it I would normally watch it as a mother um, of a child but I decided to watch other games and I just I can't say how much um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching um, how good the, the likes of the elite teams are, how good the under-18s, the under-15s, the under-13s. It's just the, the skill level that's out there at the moment is unbelievable um, for, for an uh, unknown sport, really, um, especially in Kilkenny. Hurling tends to take the limelight. Hurling and football tend, tend to take the limelight, but um, hockey is definitely um, a big sport if you were to look into it in Kilkenny at the moment. The coach, he's amazing at what he does. Um, he has control of everything and um, you know even down to training each team he has it you know he has time slots for them when he can get extra slots in he will um, obviously our facilities it depends on that but um, he does a lot of work and does a lot of work behind the scenes um, carting people from from Kilkenny to Belfast to play ice hockey from uh you know, going to games, if parents can't actually go to the games, he has a van, he'll offer to drive people, um, you know, and, you know, all the, all that type of stuff that he does. Um, the other side of it is it's a real inclusive sport. So, like, the lads play together. There's girls, boys, you know, that kind of way. There's underage, like, there's, like, my son at five playing it as well. You'd be amazing how much they can actually do at five, how, how good they get at the skating side of it. Um it just is, you know, I suppose the playoffs, again, it really shows what a community it is. Um, you know, people coming together for the same reason. It's just, it's an amazing sport. Um, I even think the dynamics of the game, um, if somebody fouls and the other, uh, the other team um, haven't got hold of the puck, they'll continue to play on and when the... Or sorry, when the other team have the puck, they have the advantage. They'll continue to play on. And as soon as they lose the puck, the game is called to a halt to either give the penalty or whatever. So it means that the team that should get the advantage get it. You don't see that in the likes of hurling, or at least I don't don't think you do. And you don't see that the likes of football, you know. So it's amazing. It's amazing all over. There is a page, Kilkenny Storm Ice and Inline Hockey Club. Um, You'll find us, you know, Google it. If you Google Kilkenny Storm, our details will show up. Um, and just also for parents out there, um, like, you know, you'd be thinking it's an expensive sport, but a lot of the time um, the equipment is here. Um, you can use, you know, um, the, the coach himself has equipment put aside for, new, you know, starting off. So even if you just want to try it out, there'll be skates, there'll be pads, you know, all that type of stuff, helmets they'll be there to use um, and try it out for a period of time and if you get more into it well then you can think about purchasing your own stuff but but you know um, it's definitely one of these sports that you know come and see it and, and you'll enjoy it you'll see what it's all about you know the facilities themselves you know there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, we are very thankful for the actual place that we have um, but um, you know money like that is 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 you know, money could go towards that, either fixing up stuff, you know, that we need. Um, club gear, 
um, you know, they, they have to wear um, jerseys and pants. Um, they get worn. If you think, the, you know, any of the stuff that they're doing, if they, you know, go, they go down on their knees, their pants gets torn, you know, that kind of way. Anything like that can happen. Um, we also have a lot of people that travel internationally. So that cost, that can cost over, up to um, a thousand euro per child. Now we try to do a true sponsorship and that type of stuff. But that's, there's so many places that the money could go towards. You know, it, it, it's, um, it, it would be money well spent. My name is Patsy Cummins and my husband Paul is the coach and we our kids all play hockey as well so I'm kind of a, have a parental role as well as uh, supporting Paul uh, with his coaching and all these other uh, activities. There, there's very few hockey clubs in Ireland um, and it's, it is a great sport because it's it's such a fast-paced sport and there sport and there is a connection with hurling if you go back through history and um, there's a lot of other nationalities that play hockey and with the Irish culture at the moment um, the way the times are and the the, the different cultures that are living here um, and ice hockey is. Uh, a very common sport for a lot of those nationalities so it's great that we have a sport in Ireland that all of these the influx of people that are coming in plus the the Irish kids themselves can come together and um, you know bring everybody together um, well Paul um, he started off years ago he there was some of his family that were playing um, street hockey and they if I, if my if I have the details right they decided to enter a league that they found out was running and uh, eventually they they got a team together and my husband um, came along to watch them playing one day loved the sport and decided to to join and um, absolutely loved it played with the with, played for you know a long time and then decided that he'd like to set up um, a competitive uh, club so uh, from there Storm kind of became you know grew and um, our kids got involved and slowly but surely it, it did take a long time but it you know he has grown the club to what it is today um, with a lot of uh, help and support um, but it's his life really he just he lives for hockey um you know it just it keeps him occupied it keeps him out from under my feet (laughs) (laughs) and uh, our kids enjoy it as well so it's great bonding for him and them because they do work so closely together Um, and it's just brought them to some very extraordinary places not only in Ireland but throughout the world as for somebody who is considering it um, I think they should definitely give it a try come along to one of the training sessions on a Tuesday night or on a Sunday have a look and see what it's about have a chat with Paul and uh, he has plenty of gear there so if anybody does want to try it out they don't have to fork out money he has the stuff there and they can borrow it for as long as they need to Um, and it just is a really really um, good sport Uh, and it's an alternative sport to the mainstream sports that that are you know that people can do in Ireland or Kilkenny. My name is Bryce Cummins and I play for Kilkenny Storms inline hockey team for Kilkenny. I just kind of grew up playing it I was brought up my father used to play it Um, all my basically my whole family play it so you know they just kind of got me into it and you know I just I just enjoy the game community all the all my friends play as well and the traveling to different countries and um, all the league games you know all, all the teams in Ireland are just kind of a part of one we're not enemies we're all friends in this and it's just it's just fun to play last October we went to uh, Montreal to play uh, internationally ice hockey and um, uh, we traveled by plane and we stayed there for about 
uh, week and a half, and uh, we, you know, we won, we won some, and we lost some, but again, it was, it was fun. That's the main thing about it. Alec Young is my name. I play for Kilkenny Storm. It's kind of a break, and it's a different kind of sport compared to what other guys our age are playing in Ireland, and um, it gives us a chance to excel more than just our county and around our country. We can actually get to travel abroad and visit new places around the world that we wouldn't typically get to go and see. When I was 15, I got to travel to Belgium for a season and play in Liège in Belgium for um, six or seven months. I was playing under-19s and men division one. I'd like to keep travelling around to different places and see new places. My name's Indy and I'm one of the players of Kilkenny Storm. I'm Callum and I play for Kilkenny Storm too. I think I was around five years old when I started. The other week we went to Cork and we just made it into the playoffs and I think our playoffs is like next week or something. In June, yeah. So I play for the under-13s and the under-15s B team as well. So I'm the captain of the under-13s and um, the B team is for like people like me to step up. And the reason why I love hockey is just supporting the team, supporting the players, help them to achieve something. Last year I was on the under-13s team as well. I wasn't the captain, but we won it last year undefeated champion. We're so restricted right now. We play in a hall that... It leaks everywhere um, in the summer, like this time of year. Um, it's roasting. Sometimes we have to call off hockey train. Under 13s and under 15s train twice a week in this hall. And every day we have to sweep it, uh, to like set up everything, set up the nets, protect all the glass. Like it's hard work. And like to have a better facility would be, it'd be so much easier and we'd probably get so much more out of it. Before COVID, Killian Hill, there was an ice rink there and near Christmas we would go up there and play. But since COVID, they had to shut it all down and they had to, like, that's where you got your vaccines and stuff. So I went up to London. Now, this is just on a holiday, but there was an ice rink there. And um, my uh, cousins, we went up there to them and what happened was is we played like a load of ice hockey and uh, my cousin used to play for the... Uh, was it the Buffaloes or the something like that? And then we also, we travel up to Mullingar in Dublin to play under 13s and under 15s. Two hour drive to, up to Mullingar and hour and a half nearly to Dublin, so. We like, there's like loads of medals and they're really cool and it's just so fun. It's a fun sport, in my opinion. Now there is like different types of sessions. So there's the beginners, that's people, like that's what people would begin it in to learn how to skate and like use their sticks put on all the gear, like like we get this gear lended and stuff. Until you're shooting you have to get like your own gear. But like you get to borrow all this gear off like the pole and stuff. It's yeah, definitely yeah. get involved. It's a good sport. It's really fun to play. Um you get to know the team. Like last year I didn't know anybody and now like I'm friends with them all mostly. Like like I know them all well and stuff like that. Like my cousin's on the team as well. My name's Dylan and because I like hockey, so I like skating and um, in the puck and getting the puck up ball. My name is Ludi. I play for the Kilkenny Club in hockey, inline hockey. Uh, I had these rollerblades and I kept skating around my kitchen. And then my mum told me about the sport of inline hockey. It was, and I did it once and I really loved it, so I did it again. And then I just stuck with it. If you have any roller skates or rollerblades, try them out. And if you're good, and if you think you're good on them, try this. Uh, try the sport out. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie.
you can join Kilkenny Storm in the hat for a chance at a thousand euro bursary. Each month I jump at the car and I visit a club in the region. That club features on air, online and across all of our socials. Then, at the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs will bag themselves €1,000 bursary. And that winning club is selected through a public vote, so you might just attract some new members in the process. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all of you local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that you all have in your local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, there is still time. Head to beat102103.com forward slash Club Focus to apply now, and we might be having a copper very soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. That's everything for today. Keep your messages coming through our socials and your emails coming to sport at beat102103.com. I look forward to chatting to you all next weekend. Enjoy your evening. And here's beat anthems to keep you company.